Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Today, oh shit, I dropped my water already. I'm a hot max express, hopped up on that caffeine. Lucky for you. Today's episode is brought to you by The Talent Show, or as I like to call it, The Talentless Show, because it was often quite a struggle um, producing any sort of talent, as I was The Talent Show director. Before we get into it, I got a good guest for you today. I'm going to introduce him to you in just a minute. But guess what? You know what's coming. Got shows going on. This weekend, I'm in San Diego. We have a bunch of shows going on. They're almost sold out. Snag them up while you can. San Diego, off from there, it's Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, San Francisco, Nashville, which is almost all sold out already, too. Irvine, San Jose, Tempe. And then you heard it here first, rounding off 2021 in Indianapolis, Indy, I'm coming on down to you. You can get your tickets first at Patreon before they go on sale to the public. So if you really want to come, Patreon fan, do it to it. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Enough about that. The man of the hour. Hilarious comic. Former teacher who I vibe with so hard. So happy to have worked with him recently. If you came to any of my Michigan shows, you already know this badass comic. Welcome to the Social Studies Podcast for the first time, Orlando Baxter. Thank you. Yay, me. Um, thank you for having me, Joe. This is this is dope. I'm happy to be here. How's Boston treating you? Uh, Boston's been treating me well. I, I think uh, this. Uh, I don't like the coldness that is coming because it's starting to get starting to get chilly out. I'm not. I'm not a fan. You get cold right now, and we just are in like monsoon season currently here in Seattle. Yeah, is that like depressing or what is that? Just since I got back from the Michigan shows, it's been nothing but rain. Ooh. I don't mind it though. I'll take rain over snow any day. All right, well, you're comparing two different things now. I didn't even mention snow. I said it was just cold, not snow yet. But I, I, I agree with you. I take I take rain over snow any day. October over in Boston is probably similar to like a Michigan October where you are probably no stranger to snow on Halloween. Um, not quite? Halloween is very early in Massachusetts for it to snow. So if that was the case, I probably would never have went trick-or-treating all my life if snowed on Halloween. I'll I, I love candy, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget Halloween in Michigan is like hit or miss weather-wise, right? And it would be very common for it to be freezing cold. So your mom will make you wear like your down puffy jacket underneath your costume. I'll never forget one of my classmates. She was throwing a fit and all I could hear her say is, I'm a fat jasmine i don't want to be a fat jasmine but it's true she looked like a fat jasmine that's that's weird that they put the jacket underneath in the costume <laughs> over i mean what's it so you have to buy the costume extra big and then and then put the jacket on or do you I, you just rip you rip can i swear on your show or yes no? sir can you just rip that shit on on top of the, of the jacket it's a hope and a prayer on halloween you just, you just kind of, you just go for it and do whatever your mom says. But yeah, she 100% looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy Jasmine. 
<laughs> had a baby situation. Is Jasmine pregnant in that in that in that outfit with the, she, she got like a triple fat goose? She got the jack the, the jack. She's like three months pregnant walking around. Do you show you want candy? You don't. You know what it looked. It looked like you know that the marshmallow guy at the end of Ghostbusters. Was that the Michelin? Is that the Michelin man? Is it the that? is it the Michelin man? I'm not. Sh- I don't know. I think no. I maybe. Who we got to go back and watch it. But that is what everybody looked like. In their costume. Wow. I, I said this the weekend I was in Michigan. Michigan is is weird. You know, it was I loved it. I love the people. Uh, you know, the pizza with the ranch dressing, still traumatized over that, <laughs> even though it was delicious. Still traumatized. The rabbit head. Remember, we seen the rabbit the head. Rabbit head. <laughs> there, we were just we were just getting in the van, and literally as we walked out of the van, there was a full rabbit's head just Just there no body the rest of the body i I thought that was as a black guy uh yeah that was that was weird (laughs) what is going on here but it was great it was a good time i was around good people you you know what i love too the Mm. last show of that run was so much fun it was the smallest show it was at a Mm. brewery that had a a small theater in it but you know what I loved about that? I have never had, I love hanging with the staff after the show. I'm down to like just drink at the bar and close it down with you guys. Those young bucks were like, they were cool. I thought they were really cool people. Shout out to Bell's Brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. They were, they were, they were cool. They were, they were, they were down. They, they were offering drinks. So I was like, anyone who offers drinks, I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, they might. <laughs> You're my friend for sure. All right. I got you on this episode of the podcast because we're going, I took submissions from the fans of talent shows, assemblies, music performances, high school musicals gone wrong. And I thought Mm. it was a good one for both of us for two reasons. One, we're both performers. And two, we have very different perspectives. Now, have you, when you were teaching, did you ever kind of like get in there in the arts? Like, did you host the talent show or help out with any of like the theatrical stuff at all? No, I, I didn't do any of the theatrical stuff. I like for a while I was a TV production teacher, which I, I don't really talk about it, but there was like a couple of years where I did that. So we would do the creative stuff there, but I never did the talent show. The thing that I ran was the the student teacher basketball game. That oh, was like, God, that was the event that I was part of. And it was always like, I always have to make the speech with the teachers. Like, yeah, remember you're old. Just, just keep, keep, because we would have teachers blow out their knee and it hurt, you know what I mean? Like sprang their ankle. I'm like, listen, this is not payback time. You know what I mean? It's not that serious. Let's just have play to have fun. So that was what I was responsible for. Not the, not the talent, the talent show. Was that your area? Well, okay. I'll talk to you about that in a second, but before I just get back to this staff teacher, <laughs> staff for students basketball game. I remember my very first year teaching. I was okay. So here's a weird thing about being a gay teacher: when it's like your first year teaching, you actually go back into the closet. Like you were in college, living your best life. You were like, "Out, I'm loving it." And then you start teaching, and you're like, "And we're back in this beautiful walk-in." So I get this job, and it's like May, and they're like, "Okay, everybody, it's the fifth grade versus staff." basketball game i'm like well if they didn't know then they're all gonna know now 
<laughs> it was traumatizing. Plus, I'm six foot three, so they all just thought like D's got ups. Uh, D looks like a deer on ice. <laughs> no skill. And I will never forget how horrible that was. So I actually, when you were a kid, did you deflect with comedy? All the time. I mean, anything that I was kind of like insecure about or afraid of, I would always like joke about it all the time. Yep. Like, in fact, I would initiate the joke. Like I would talk about myself sometimes just because like if I was like a group of kids that I kind of knew but didn't know, that's how I got in. I would just joke on myself and then eventually I'll start joking on them. And then I was like, oh, that's 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 the funny guy of the of the, of the crew. Exactly. And that's what I did with the basketball game, too. I remember um, I missed a shot, obviously. So I went and grabbed the ball and tucked it under my shirt and walked back <laughs> out of the court like I was pregnant. And then I just kept the jokes rolling. So I was like, if I, I'm going to distract these kids from how gay I am on this court. And I'm just going to be funny. And it worked. Oh, yeah. And they, and that, that's one of those shows, too, that, that events at the school that the kids actually whether they're participating or not, they love that. It's always a highlight. The I best, think. the best part as a teacher though was looking up at the uh, like high performing class. I'll never forget. I would look up at their section, and they were all reading. The rest of the kids are like going crazy and like, <laughs> like advanced kids are just reading. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You guys need to have a little fun. School, man. Mm. Well, so yeah, I did the talent show, mm -hmm. which was okay. Let me tell you too. I was the talent show director in, I think it was 2014. Are you familiar with why that's a traumatic year for elementary teachers? No, I'm not. School me. That is the year of Frozen. Oh. That is the year of Frozen. Wow. And if I had to hear the song Let It Go one more time, I was going <laughs> to let it go out the damn window. And by it, I mean my body. <laughs> it was horrible. So I'm the talent show director and I had probably like 16 Elsas and they wouldn't let me cut any of them. So I had to do like a rotating Elsa parade where they each got to sing like a part, try to teach these little hoes harmonies. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work. So I'm that scarred. That's that's that sounds terrible. Like the talent shows that I remember in high school when I was there. See, high school kids kind of know who, they kind of know that they, if they suck or not. You know what I mean? Like elementary school, you have no idea. Parents are still pushing the, you're the best at everything you can do. By high school, they're kind of like, you're shit. Don't, don't enter it ever again after ninth grade. Like you kind of know. But uh, yeah, there's, there were, there's a lot of rapping though. Bad rapping in elementary school. No. In elementary school or in high school? Not in high school, in high school, in high school. Bad rapping in high school. And then also, depending on your school, you know, your technology, some schools' technology is shit. Like, it hasn't changed since the 80s. You know, they, they, you know, they still got microphones from Radio Shack. And you know what I mean? So, like, the audio is terrible and they're rapping. I was a judge a few times and I... I I would never change my number. It was always like eight. You know what I mean? Like I wrote one number down. This is going to be the number I'm giving everybody for everything. That the fact that they got to, that you got to judge, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Was so like, uh, go back to like a student rapper, like paint, paint me the picture. Like how bad was it? 
I'll bet. Okay. See, the the thing is, you know, <laughs> this is the YouTube generation, so you can be inspired a lot by what you see. So the look was always there, but the technology, first of all, was against them, right? Oh. So they come out, and it's like bad audio blasted, uh, like like bad bad uh, the instrumental. So the instrumental's already skipping, and it's which is weird because it's not even a DJ. Why is it? Why is it skipping? It's just a, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's already skipping. Like, you're like, yo, this is going to be terrible. And then they, and you know, all the, all the friends of the individual, they're going to, they're going to chair. They don't even know what's going They're chairing, whatever. And then the, the words, and I have no, I, you know, I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to get, attacked if this kid snaps so i'm giving everybody eights you know what i'm saying just like eight man eight you'll take it eight whatever that's it oh i went was it hard to keep a straight face yeah well no you know when you teach i mean you develop that that look you know you're like you hold everything in until you get to the teacher's room i think that's why nobody wants you to go into the teacher's room you know you have like teachers are very like particular about they don't want students to enter because that's where you can just like be yourself like yeah talk shit you do whatever you want but on outside i was just i was very i'm very stone faced like mm, this, this is yes this is talent mm. this is art sorry eight, 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 you know heart i was doing this shit. i didn't even know what i meant when i was doing it i was just yeah this, this, this just <laughs> I was the cool black guy at the at the school. That that's what that was my that was my role. I was the cool black guy. I love that. I love that. And I also feel like as the cool teacher, yeah, those rap kids were probably like, he's gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what it was. This is this, it's so funny. Just how you point it. If you give them one of like something, they're like, they start doing this. That means you. Do oh your my job. god. That there was a year where this was all they did. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly, damn. exactly. It, it was good, but you know. We're gonna get into the emails, but before we do that, I got a little something for you to listen to. All right, I got the first one brought up for us. Okay, here's our first one. It says, Mr. D, each year as a way to celebrate the end of school, I put on a talent show for just my class. Whoa, that first of all, that's uh, <laughs> a choice. Each child that wants to participates in some way. In years past, I've had students that brought their horse to school and showed us tricks on the playground. What is a horse trick? What is a horse trick? Like horses don't like sit and stay. A horse trick? Do you mean like a horse trick, like a horse that is buying prostitutes or what do you, what do you you're canceled you're canceled another student brought his trombone and played a little ditty for us and none of these will ever compare to one student in particular this student was shy and reserved for the entire school year he was content being quiet and on more than one occasion he would be too shy even to speak to me no matter what i did or how i tried to build rapport with this student he was painfully shy and it never subdued I always say, Orlando, be weary of the shy ones. I had one that never talked, and she was a friggin' freak. I, I like, opened her journal one time, and this bitch thought she was a fucking vampire for real. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I agree with you on the shy, the shy part. You know, sometimes it's better that they're shy. 
That, that's my thing. Don't force him out of their shyness. It's better for you mentally most of the time. Yeah, keep your shit to yourself, vampire child. <laughs> so fast forward to the day of our talent show. We are midway through a student's piano talent when my shy guy comes to me and says, I have a talent that I would like to perform. Oh, God. Usually I screen their talents, but I was so giddy that he was willing to do something. I jumped right on the bandwagon. Exactly 3.2 seconds later, he got his YouTube video pulled up and is set center stage as a late entry in the classroom talent show. Principal, parents, and students alike are all amazed that this student is about to perform. Performing exactly what we are not sure. Suddenly, an EDM Zelda, the video game remix, begins to play, and my guy is doing what I can only describe as a dance-heavy Mama Roo lip-sync for your life. I will never forget the hip gyrations, the casual winks to the audience, along with blowing smoke off a finger gun. He danced his heart out for a solid three minutes. Jaws were dropping, students were cheering and clapping, and this only served to egg him on further to perform the splits and spank himself mid-split. <laughs> if I had a button track for these pants, I am willing to bet my life that he would have ripped them during this performance and he would have ripped them off. I was paralyzed in shock. My principal nor I could even bring ourselves back to reality long enough to turn off the song and have him sit down. Parents in the audience were fully shook. His own mother was mortified. After the song ended, he bowed to the audience and told everyone point blank, thank you for coming to my talent show. <laughs> oh, wow. What I tell you, man, it's the shy ones. Yeah, they, they, it's just too unpredictable. You know what I mean? Like, if, if someone's that quiet, you it's mandatory that you scream what they got going. You have to scream. That and that's not, and I wouldn't even say I would say this. It's not his fault. It's not the kid's fault. It's not the right? kid's fault at all. And but also, I'm pro kid on this one. Yes, I agree. Let your freak flag fly, little baby. We love <laughs> this for you. And also, like, get it. He got it. And, Bam. and his, you know, his little ass was stewing when she was like, we're going to have a talent show. He was like, oh, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> you know, he was. He probably, any, any, the thing, the only thing that got me, I loved everything. I would have been the teacher there that stood up and give him the eight and, and clapped and told everybody to stand up, stand up, man, let him hear it. Because of obviously he was, he was quiet. And then all of a sudden he like came out of his shell. But the, the, I don't get the part where he's like, this is my show. Did he say it because he just felt he killed the show? Or is he just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I think it was part. his mo like his moment where he's like, y'all been sleeping on me. You thought that <laughs> I was just sitting back doing doodles in the back. Little did you know, I'm the shit and you yes. ain't shit. Like that was his, that's what it was. I love it. I love I it love too. That, that was a good one. 
I, that yeah, I love when the fans really. I always tell them write it like you're Nicholas Sparks, and they're getting. I'm training them. They're getting good with the detail. Yeah. Here we go. Dearest Mr. D. Wow, so formal. Let me begin by saying word choice matters. Let's dive in. Oh, shit. Okay. Talk about a setup. Okay. It was about a month into the new school year, and sadly, as all schools must, we were participating on lockdown procedures with the kids. In order to make it less frightening for the kids and a little less obvious, although that's debatable, to to a possible intruder, admin decided that the code phrase announced to signal going into lockdown would be, Mr. Cheetah is in the building. (laughs) What? So as well, they got like a, a Jamaican reggae artist as the code word, Mr. Cheetah. Mr. Cheetah in the building. (laughs) for for sure okay here's the other thing this is very common in elementary school i don't know if it is in high school but we would tell the kids i i was never team this but they would tell us like oh just tell them this is in case like an animal gets in and we need you to be in your classroom to get it out no because do you know what kindergartners are gonna do they're gonna go want to see the animal See, I didn't have to deal with that in the high school and middle school. It's like the kids, they're they're mature enough to really know what's good. Really, mister, there's a moose in the building. We're in the city. What what the hell are you talking about? Kid didn't even lie to the kid. You got to be honest with him. You know know? what this reminds me of? No spoilers, no spoilers. But have you heard Jimmy Cash's joke about the, the coyote? On the playground. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I could that's like there there are not many jokes that I could listen to on repeat. I could listen to him tell me that story every day of my life. Uh, great joke. Here we go. So after multiple plaque practice i told you i can't read after multiple practice drills and taking cover anytime we heard that mr cheetah was lurking about the kids had picked up on our safety routine fast forward to the next month when we had our first character ed assembly okay for all the muggles listening character ed is uh kind of like a when you when you teach like things that aren't a curriculum so you're teaching like kindness respect perseverance that's character ed okay as anyone in education can imagine the chaos i mean excitement for our first assembly was palatable the kids have packed the multi-purpose room kids blop bop is blaring from the speakers character (laughs) ed awards prizes are all set up and the focal point of the room cheer team present and cheer on responsibility and the rest of its character trait friends i mean what could possibly go wrong the assembly sounds like a student dream until turned into a nightmare the assembly was just getting started and to add to the hype a surprise visitor was announced in walks our school mascot mr cheetah (laughs) here's 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 the thing a high school student who volunteered to get into full costume probably for the last time ever trying to run up to the kids and give them high fives adding to the fun atmosphere when i tell you that i have never seen kindergartners first graders and a handful of second graders run to their teachers and full 
What? Run to their teachers in full <laughs> panic at the disco mode to take cover and hide. It was a dis functional marriage between this hilarious more so after the fact and our school now needs a trauma response team (laughs) nearly every teacher sitting on the side was surrounded by students in fear of this furry friendly mascot turned predator at first we were confused by the panic and fear then quickly remembered that for a month these little kiddos had been wow. hiding under their desk at the sound of this character's <laughs> name and now mr cheetah was in the building for real this time needless to say we got email after email that the lockdown code phrase was changed the very next day Wearing cheetah print as I type this. Save the name from Sterling Heights, Michigan. Hey, that's my homegirl right there. Uh, if you do decide to put this on the podcast, please keep me anonymous. And I just did. Holy oh, hell. What the? See, like, this is another example where I feel like the kids did nothing wrong, which is. Like, you know what I mean? I, I get that. You program the kids to be afraid of this mythical Mr. Cheetah. Is in the, and then you have no concept to know that if you bring a fucking cheetah, cheetah man into the building, what do you think is going to happen? I, I don't understand the logic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I am dying at this on so many levels, but mainly <laughs> because, like, one of the... <laughs> One of my guilty pleasures, something that I find funnier than anything else in this world, is when kids go visit Santa or the Easter Bunny and they freak the fuck out. Like, that is so funny. (laughs) This is that on friggin' meth. Like, this is a disaster. Oh, and I just love every minute of it. Okay, as a high school teacher, let me ask you, though, What would you do? How would you handle this? If I was a high school teacher and the kids were uh, running at me because Mr. Cheetah was in the building, (laughs) I mean, to be honest with you, I would have been like, see, I told you this shit was going to happen. Like, I would have been the guy like, why the fuck are we doing this? This has no, who gave the okay for this? But I, I guess... Yeah, I don't know what you do in that situation. What, what would you do? Because I, I don't deal with the little kids like that. I don't know. Give them juice boxes. I, I, what do you do? No idea. So here's the key to kindergarten. To be a good kindergarten teacher, you have to be able to perform some shit that you've never done before in your life right now. That's just how it is. So instinctually... I don't talk to them like babies. That's my pet peeve. I hate when teachers are like, come here, friends. We're going to have a They're not your fucking friends. Calm the hell down. So I would just be like, we're fine. We're fine. And I would like high five the cheetah and be like, see, he's cool. I think like we're good. We're good. And then they would. And, you know, I'd probably like give it a hug or something and then whisper in his ear like, Burk the fuck up. like don't you hurt my babies. <laughs> something like that. But it's these types of situations. Like I uh, when when my parents got their dog. It was my first year teaching and they brought the puppy in puppy golden retriever. I'm talking like maybe five pounds, right? Cute, fluffy, happy, excited puppy brought it in the classroom. We sat everyone in a circle and then like I let the puppy go in the middle. I had a kid straight up panic 
scoot back. It was like, I'm like, it's a puppy. This is the nicest thing. Like, do you see the rest of the class is happy for this puppy? He was freaked out. You never know. Oh, my God. Oh, the best, Orlando, though, is I have a podcast about this from earlier. Um, We would prepare the kids for, like, fire drills all the time, right? And in Mm -hmm. kindergarten, I would spend the whole day being like, we're going to have a fire drill. Drill means practice. This isn't real. Does everyone understand? Yes, we all understand. Every time that alarm went off, I had this one kid. He'd cover his ears and go, is it real? Is it real? Is it real? (laughs) It's not real, bud. It's not real. Oh, man, I miss teaching kindergarten. It's the best. Oh, my goodness. See, like, when I, when I hear your stories, it makes me realize. Because sometimes, you know, when you're a high school teacher, you're like, oh, you know, it might be easier in elementary. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I, I, I just think being a kindergarten, being an elementary teacher in general, in, in certain ways, is a lot more difficult than, than the high school and middle school. And, and I say the same thing to you. Could never. Would never. No. Yeah. Not in yeah, high yeah, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we've got another one. Let's see what we got in here. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mr. D. I love your podcast and finally have quite the story to send in. Well, we love that. Okay, here we go. Oh, um, I don't know. Should I read the title of this one? It might give it away. Do you want to hear the title? It's called Phantom Pooper. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably my third year teaching, and I was my first year co-sponsoring the student council at school. The students wanted to host a dance for the fourth and fifth graders. We thought that it would be fun, so we spent months planning it with the kids. We got a DJ, food, had chaperones ready to help. The night of the dance, everything was going well until we saw a mysterious poop turd on the floor. We were shocked. We quickly got it cleared up with gloves, of course. However, Mystery turds just kept appearing. We had to get the custodian to help clean them up. It didn't help that it was dark and that all the students were stepping in it. Oh, Oh, no. We kept monitoring the bathrooms, but could never figure out who the phantom pooper was. And to this day, anytime a dance is brought up, this is my first thought. It didn't stop us from doing the dance the next year. And happily to say that the phantom pooper didn't return. Thank you for all of your laughs. You are my favorite teacher, comedian, and hope to see you live one day. Well, you got two favorites. Now you got me and Orlando. Um, This is not uncommon. No. Do you have phantom poopers in high school? Yeah, but they usually get caught because it's, uh, you know, They'll, what they'll do is, I know with with uh, high school, they always like, you know, the kids need a pass to go everywhere, right? So they'll they'll figure out who are the kids that are like leaving and like somebody's shitting underneath like the hallway stairs, and and we were trying to find out, and then there was like a group of people that they they had an idea who might have been the person, mm-hmm. and then like they did it again like two weeks later they caught him, you know what I mean? But like in this situation, it's weird to me that. We try to hide shit from people, or literally shit from people, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't understand, like, where they're like, all right, someone's shitting on the floor. Let's take a second to turn the light on to see if there's more shit. Like, 
move it, you know, like they just want to keep it going and act, oh no, what are you cleaning up down there? Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> teacher? Oh nothing, this is nothing, this is just some milk from earlier today that got hard and it's lumpy. Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't you know, people say that shit and farts are lowbrow humor. I gotta tell you what, Orlando nothing makes me laugh harder than like grown <laughs> adults who accidentally shit themselves in public. Like that is like, that is like, it gives me every time, every time. <laughs> Make sure you wear a diaper when you go to Mr. D's show, because you don't want him to be talking about you because he ass enjoys out. that. I'll call you <laughs> we do. I've had, I've had many a phantom pooper in my day. And in kindergarten, it's even worse because you like smell it, but you don't know. You just know it's there, but you don't know where <laughs> it's like, ah! and then next thing you know, you like pull a book out of the corner. There's a little nuggy right behind it. It's like, Oh, oh my shit. God. See, <sighs> listen, you won, you won, you won already. It was, there'd be no way I could do kindergarten. No way. You could do it. I have, I would, I would love to see you do it. I would love to see you do it. Yeah, I would need to be heavily intoxicated, I believe, to to do kindergarten. <laughs> Who's to say I wasn't? <laughs> All right, we got another one here. I love the title. Remember, keep your titles fresh, keep them engaging, and I just might pick yours. This one's called "Betrayed by the Children." Hi, Mr. D. First off, love, 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 love the podcast. It is the best part of my week. As a music teacher, I have about 75 of these stories, but I'm going to give you my favorite two stories. Number one, I was directing the musical and we were performing The Little Mermaid. Now, mind you, parents go bananas to see their kids in costume on stage, but up that by a zillion for the kids in Disney-related productions. Now, my... Merstress, Mer sisters? Oh, Merce, I guess like Sisters of the Mermaid, aka all the sweet little cherubs who hated the girl playing Ariel because they didn't get her part, were supposed to come on holding fans for their big number. Now, as they say in opera, if you can't act, hand her a fan. So the children did not know the fans were a desperate attempt to make an annoying number more bearable. Now, the girls come on for their number during a performance. Two of the six sisters are missing. So already I'm feeling betrayed, but one of them had the audacity, ooh, that's my word, I love that you used it, to enter the stage without her fan. I'm sitting in the front to help direct glaring daggers at this girl. I mouth to her, get your fan to her. And she says into the microphone, it's broken. Sassy girl sigh that it's my fault. So not only, not only are we one late for the entrance, two lacking on our prop, but three speaks into her turned on microphone to sassily tell me that her fan was broken. In this moment, I failed to teach them how true performers function. Just hold the dang fan together and get your little booty on stage. Ugh. So the number ends and the girls are all looking around, bewildered by the girl without her fan, that they can't get it together to do what they had practiced. Now, I know better than to trust children with a prop. 
Second, I also teach dance. My sweet class of three-year-olds are all ready to perform their first recital, which, quick pause, a three-year-old dance recital is arguably one of the best performances you could ever attend. Yes, I agree. Now, this usually goes on for on one of two ways. Everyone is amazed or everyone betrays me and everything that we've learned this year. I knew the whole number rested on one girl and her attitude. She was a runner. She typically did the dance up until one part that she didn't agree with on an artistic level. <laughs> and then she would lay down on the ground or run away. We get to recital day. I get down on her level and say, okay, are you going to do this dance today? She says, mm-hmm, what's that? And I notice that she's pointing at a box of munchkins on the teacher's treat table. I said, listen, kiddo, I'll give you one of those if you do this dance. She doesn't answer me, but she proceeds to go on stage and pretend that she's learned nothing at all. I was astonished so much that I forgot all about the deal that we made prior to the dance. As a high flying, as I'm high flying my sweet three-year-old three ballerinas, I turn around and see her standing next to the donut box, holding her hand out for me. Like, pay up, lady. I quickly shoved the donut in her hand and sent her on her way. I am not above bribery, but this little girl played me all year long, and all I could do was look at her and say, well played. Thanks again. Feel free to use this or neither of both of my stories. Thank you for just bringing joy to my day. There you go. Not uncommon, I don't think. Mm -mm. I got a three-year-old niece that uh, is does dance recitals. She's with Chickie's Dance Studio. And uh, she every whenever she goes to practice and comes back home, I'm like, what'd you learn? I think she makes half the shit up, man. Like, I, like, it's like the most complete waste. It's like it's cute as hell, but it's like a waste of money. You were better off teaching them yourself and just sign them up. I don't know what happened there. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Oh, uh, you could just. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's. I like the little girl. Pay me. Shout out I to Chickies too. Shout out to Chickies, man. Shout out to Chickies. But yeah, definitely uh, the the 3-0 story is, uh, you know, I, I feel his pain, but you 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 can't expect much from a, a 3-0. You can't rely on that. You can't. I got one more. This one's quick. Uh, hey, Mr. D, love the podcast. Not so much outlandish, but very kindergarten. Back in my subbing days, I was with kindergarten on one of the days of an assembly. Forgive me, but in my old age, 32, I'm having trouble remembering the purpose of said assembly. It was science-related and led by a big science center in Ohio, COSI. Ooh, shout out to COSI. Great place. So the kids absolutely loved it. I remember this one part about natural resources. When the presenter asked, where do you think coal could be found in large amounts? One of my kindergartners yelled <laughs> without skipping a beat, Santa! <laughs> and the crowd erupted in laughter. I love that shit. Mm. These kids, man. You ever, like, Listen to kids sometimes and think to yourself as a comedian, like, man, this this kid, kid might be funnier than me, man. Where does it, where does it, where does it come from? Where does the shit they come up with come from? It's like they just say things. They just say. They fit. 
and it, it works. Yeah, I had one time too. We I had assembly similar to this, and it was talking about like cleaning up litter and stuff like that. And <laughs> they go, "What ways do you? Uh, how do you think that litter can get cleaned up?" And this one kid, and he meant it. He goes, "Criminals." criminals can clean it up i was like because he's right outside our school he sees them do a community service in their orange <laughs> criminals perfect perfect answer it's perfect you know not, what i mean not wrong hey orlando thanks for coming on the podcast today man it was awesome reconnecting with you and having you on oh thank you for having me joe thank you uh, i appreciate it i had so much fun and uh you know it's a kick-ass podcast and that everybody should listen to it and do what they need to do. And everyone should go follow you because not only are you hilarious, but you do shows all over the place. If you guys have the honor of going to an Orlando Baxter show, you got to do it. Um, Where can people follow you? Where can people find your dates? Do you got anything coming up? Yes, my website's orlandobaxter.com. You can find me on Instagram at orlandobaxtercomedy. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be at the headline in the Rhode Island Comedy Connection next weekend. And my schedule is up on my uh, show, and I'll have it posted on Instagram soon. So, yeah, busy, busy month. Go listen to him. Go follow him. Thanks again, Orlando. And thank you for everyone thank listening you, to the Social Studies Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey. Hey.